If you're tuning into this podcast, it shows you care a great deal about your child's health. So I want to share with you my video course on nutrient supplementation for children that I just published on udemy.com. If you check the description of this episode for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list, as soon as you sign up, I'm going to send you a voucher so that you can get this video course for free. And in the course, I'm going to discuss the most important supplements for children and how to pick quality supplements, how to avoid poor quality ingredients, how to avoid potentially harmful extra ingredients, and basically how to steer clear of the marketing ploys designed to sell us inferior quality supplements. So I hope that you get value out of this course. I'm sure that if you apply the knowledge you learn in it, you will save not just time researching these supplements, but also money. And most importantly, you will get the best quality supplements that your budget will allow so that you can provide your child with the nutritional support that they need. So check out the description for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list. And as I said, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you the the coupon to get the course for free. And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. In this episode, I'm going to give you an overview of the microbiota and why it's so important that you're aware of it and what it does and what can damage it and so on. So the microbiota, it's sometimes also referred to as the microbiome, is basically the community of microbes inside the gut. So up to a hundred trillion of between 500 and a thousand species can live in the gut of a human. Most of them are in the large intestine and the it's bacteria that is the main constituent of, of, of the microbiota. But there's some other things like archaea, protozoa, fungi, yeasts, and even some viruses make they make up a much smaller part. So it's mostly bacteria. Now, what's important to know is that so the the way the early early life plays a large uh, influence on how the microbiota is, is developed. So the the mode of delivery. So for example, vaginal or C-section will have a huge impact on on what bacteria colonize the baby. The hospital environment also plays a large role. And then the first three years of the child's life, the microbiota is very dynamic. So many factors influence and alter its composition. Things like diet, even sleep, medications, toxins from the environment and food, other stressors, they affect the microbiota. Then around two and a half to three years of age, the microbiota of the child begins to stabilize and it starts to resemble that of an adult. So that means prior to about three years of age, it's quite dynamic, but then after it stabilizes around three years of age, it if it was unbalanced prior to it, it may become more difficult to balance it or keep it in balance. Now, the function of the microbiota is very complex. Uh, some scientists consider the bacteria or the community of microorganisms in the gut to be an organ in its own right, like an, its own organ. So the main 
functions of the microbiota are things like helping with nutrient absorption, maintaining the gut barrier and its integrity, keeping the harmful bacteria in check, so keeping their numbers down, producing vitamins and other beneficial substances like short-chain fatty acids, which our immune cells and our gut cells use as fuel, then detoxification of potentially harmful substances, and regulating the immune system. So a lot of different things, uh, a lot of responsibilities, a lot of complex functions are carried out by the microbiota. So the community of bacteria and other microorganisms in the gut play a huge role in health. Uh, they even affect the expression of our genes. They affect the brain. Uh, so the, the microbiota has a real large effect on behavioral development in early life. Another thing to keep in mind about the gut is that about 70% of the immune cells within the body are located there. So any disruption in the microbiota can have an adverse impact on the immune system. And as we'll discuss in later episodes, a disrupted immune system is quite common in autism. So when I say that the microbiota can affect our brain, it comes down to there's this thing called the gut-brain axis. So there, uh, it's more recent research has found that the bacteria or the microorganisms in the gut produce substances, things like neurotransmitters or that resemble neurotransmitters that can get into the central nervous system and the brain and influence the brain. So it's not, we used to think that the brain is the command center of the body, but it, as it turns out, the microbiota and the, the interplay between the microbiota and the gut, and then how that interplays with the brain, it's a, it's a bi-directional, you can think of it as a two-lane highway. So one is sending signals to the other. So the brain influences the gut and the potentially the microbiota, and the microbiota influences the gut, and they influence the brain. Here's a quote from a study I cite in my book. Although the exact etiology and pathology of ASD remain unclear, a disorder of the microbiota gut-brain axis is emerging as a prominent factor in the generation of autistic behaviors. So while we don't know the exact causes or ways in which autism develops, a disruption of the communication pathways between the gut microbiota and the brain are now thought to be a significant contributor to autistic behaviors. So it's important that you understand that the microbiota of your child is going to affect many things, the mind, mood, behavior. It, it will affect, and I have several studies cited in the book where I talk about this, this is in chapter one, but the, the gut can influence a lot of things from appetite and satiety to emotions, attitude, learning, memory, stress response, anxiety, things like that. So when you kind of circle back to the things that influence your child's microbiota, as I mentioned, things like diet, sleep, medications, toxins, and other stressors, 
influence the microbiota. Now, that microbiota influences the brain, the mind, mood, behavior, appetite, emotions, attitude, learning memory, stress response, anxiety. So when we think about it logically, this means that diet, your child's diet, sleep, exposure to toxins, other stressors, medications will have a direct and indirect effect on their mind, on their brain, on their behavior, on their level of anxiety, on their ability to learn, to retain information on their emotions. So this is super important. And as you will see in later episodes, this is why I advocate as clean a diet as possible in terms of organic food, reducing junk foods, reducing potential allergens, um, strategies around sleep to improve sleep, reducing toxic exposures from you know, various, obviously from food by going organic, but then there's also in the household, there's many strategies we'll cover around reducing toxin exposures because all of these things will influence the your child's microbiota. And as we already know, that, that will have a direct effect on their mind, their behavior, their mood, and so on. So as I already kind of said that. So, so that's a little overview of the microbiota, why it's so important that you're aware of its functions and uh, its role in not just health, physical health, but also in, in behavior, how it affects the mind, the brain, mood, and so on and so forth. We'll definitely be talking a lot more about the microbiota and how to make sure or how to try to keep it in balance, how to reduce factors that will damage it or alter it negatively. And that those will be topics in future episodes. So thank you for listening to this one and I hope to see you on the next one.